Thank you, Beth and Pastor Becca. Can we give it up for them? We love our leaders here at Sisterhood. As I said, my name is Lulu. I'm one of the youth pastors here. So I know a lot of you guys, um, whether your children are in youth or different things like that. Um, but I've been on staff here at River Valley for now going on five years, which is crazy. And I've been attending River Valley for about seven years, starting out at the city campus. Um, but I'm excited just to talk about Jesus and talk about the word with you guys at Sisterhood and just dive in the Bible. If you guys have your Bibles, you can turn to John 15. We're going to start there. And tonight we're talking about in the sun. You guys have your packets in front of you. But it, we're talking about what it means to truly abide with the Lord. I feel like this is this word that we hear a lot about abiding in him. And what does it mean to truly abide and have a relationship with him? Um, we abide in the Lord so we can bear fruit and further his kingdom. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But I want to pray to start us off. God, I just thank you so much that we get to be here. We get to talk about your word. We get to learn more about your word. Um, God, I pray that you would speak to hearts, you'd speak to minds tonight, God, as we learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Before we read um, the scripture, I want to give you a little context. I feel like sometimes we can assume that everyone knows what we're talking about when it comes to a scripture. But in this chapter, John 15, um, we follow Jesus in his last hours prior to the cross. And Jesus had been at the Last Supper with his disciples. They're in the upper room somewhere in the Jerusalem. And at this point in this chapter, they left the upper room and they began on their journey. Um, and this is cool because this journey would lead them then to the Garden of Gethsemane. And on this journey, they passed by these temple gates. And what these temple gates had on them was a carving of a vine and some grapes. And you see these different things, the symbol of the nation. And so this prompted Jesus and theologians actually believe that when they passed this, that's when Jesus started this conversation. And that was really cool when I was thinking about that like a couple weeks ago because I think sometimes we just read scripture instead of seeing, okay, what is the actual context of the scripture? What is it speaking to me? And what's the setting of this? And so let's start at John 15, one. I'm gonna read it to us. Um, it says, I am the true vine. And then verse five says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And I love this because Jesus is teaching his disciples, he's discipling disciples, on what it looks like to actually live as a Christ follower and what it means to live that out daily. And that word abide actually just means to remain stable or in a fixed state. That's what the definition of it tells us. And in this phrase, Jesus is asking his followers to stay constant and stay consistent in their relationship with him. And... I think it's cool because a lot of times we have different relationships in our life, whether it's marriages, whether it's children, whether it's coworkers, whether it's people you're at a table with. We have relationships in our life that are important, but we have the ultimate relationship, with it, which is with our Father. And as I was thinking about this, there's a couple things that every single relationship in our life needs. First of all, it's time, but the three that I thought about were consistency, devotion, and commitment. And as we talk a little bit more about the scripture, I want to talk about what it looks like to abide and have a relationship and remain in him while also encompassing those three things. Um, the first thing is consistency. That's a good one. I, consistency is a tough one because it means doing the same thing over and over and remaining consistent. Um, to abide in him, we as the branches must stay connected to the vine. And if God is the vine, then we must remain connected to him. And it's cool because it refers to us as being the branches. And I think about 
whether it's outside, if we're going for a walk, or for, you know, picking up things and raking leaves, there's no good in a branch that's just sitting on the ground and it's falling off a tree. Other than, like, maybe throwing it for a dog. I have a dog and him fetching it or something like that. But there's nothing really good to it. It's not growing. It's not doing anything if it's not connected to something. And actually, that branch is dead. It's not growing. It's not producing fruit. And so the same way, if God is calling us the branches, God is saying that we can't grow. We can't bear fruit unless we're connected to the vine, unless we're connected to him. And there's this quote by Warren Worsby, and it says this, as branches, we have the privilege of sharing his life and the responsibility of abiding. I'll say it again. As branches, we have the privilege of sharing his life and the responsibility of abiding. I love that it says the responsibility of abiding. Because it says there's responsibility in us as Christ followers, as people that are following Jesus to remain connected to him. To remain planted and connected to him as our vine. And I think about that and the fact that sometimes we talk about that, remain in him when things are going amazing. But another important aspect is remaining in him. And even when time get, times get tough, abide in him. Even when things aren't ideal, abide in him and remain in him. And I think that there's different circumstances that each one of you might be walking through. You might have had the best week of your life or it might have been the worst week of your life. But either way, God is still the same. God is still the same God that we can connect to and be, remain in him. His promises are still true. His promises stand the test of time and stand whatever we're walking through. And I think, too, when it comes to those different things, God never said that every single thing we go through in life was going to be easy. I think, how many of you know that? Life is not easy as a human being. <laughs> yes, life is not easy. God never promised that. But he did promise that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so when we're going through times, we're going through different things, it can be very easy to question God, question where is God, question why is this happening to me. But at the same time, instead of questioning that, it when we're going through hard times, we need to cling on to something. And it can be easy to cling on to other people or different things we're walking to. But let's remain connected and rooted in the vine that is God. And I think a lot of the times we see this, we, we run away from God. And we see that a lot in our lives where it's like, man, something's tough. Let me run the other way. I don't want to deal with this. When in fact, we should run straight to him because he has all the answers we need. He has the sustaining power that a vine has for his branches. And that's what it means to abide in him consistently, remaining connected to him. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is devotion. Devotion. And for us, as people who know God, what this just means for us is prayer. And prayer is important, and sometimes it can become the last thing that we think about versus the first thing we think about, especially early in the morning. Um, Philippians 4, 6 says this, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I actually have this verse highlighted on my phone actually right now. Um, because sometimes we need to remind ourselves that sometimes it's very, very easy to worry about things, to try to think of all the ways that things can go wrong. But God asks us to pray about everything. He asks us to go to him in prayer, to actually pray about these things and present them to him. A couple of years ago, I went through a season of my life where an opportunity was presented to me. Um, a ministry opportunity, and the first thing I did was I was like, okay, let me get all my friends on the phone, let me call this friend and this mentor in my life, this pastor, and get their advice on it, their thoughts on it, and 
the person who I was waiting for, one of my best friends, Katie, um, she was the last person to call me back. And I was like, okay, so I got you on the phone. I'm an extrovert, so I really like being on the phone with people and FaceTiming, all those different things. But I got her on the phone, and she was like, what's going on? And I was telling her about it. And I was like, so this person said this, and this person said that, and this person said this. And she was like, okay. I was like, she's like, well, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I was like, oh, man, I, I kind of hoped you would. Um, and she said, secondly, she's like, are you praying about it as much as you're talking about it? And that hit me. And I was like, okay, I can do a really great job at talking about things. I'm a talker. But I'm not doing as great of a job as praying about it. And I think that that's what God wants from each and every one of us is not to worry about the advice and opinions of other people more than we're worried about bringing these things to God in prayer. We're worried about worrying about these things and fearing these things instead of saying, God, will you take these things from me? God, I'm actually going to pray about these things instead of constantly worrying about them and talking to all my different friends about this. And I think that that's exactly what that means when we're devoted to him and we have a relationship with him is we're prioritizing him above all other things. And there's a lot of things in the world that can try to tell you that they have the right answers for your problems and they have the things that you need for whatever you're walking through. But in, in some situations, that is important. Research is great. But it doesn't take away from the fact that in the Bible, it says that the only true wisdom comes from God. That means the only true wisdom can come from him. And the best advice, the best answers, the things we're walking through are going to come from God in prayer and by reading his word. Um, the Bible says in James 4, 8, says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sounds super familiar. Sounds like the scripture we read above. It said, abide in me and I in you. And there's this thing that happens when we pray is that our posture is actually submission. We're submitted to God. We're submitted to his will. We're saying, God, not my will, but your will be done when we're praying to him. And we're connecting to him as our vine. Prayer positions our heart towards God. And I think when we're too busy worried about things, talking about things, we're positioned towards whatever we're walking through instead of going to prayer and getting our heart aligned and whatever we're walking through aligned to the Father. Don't be the person who spends a lot, whole lot of time around God, but not a lot of time with God. And I don't know if, how many of you are familiar with The Fiddler on the Roof? Anyone? Amazing. You guys like musicals. I love it. I do too. Um, but there, in The Fiddler on the Roof, there is a story at the end, and the husband is asking his wife as she's busy doing all the things that wives are doing, cleaning, cooking, doing all these different things. And the husband says to her, do you love me? And she's like, do I love you? I'm doing all these things for you. I'm cooking, I'm doing laundry, all these different things. And the husband's like, I'm not asking what you're doing for me, but do you love me? And that sticks out to me because if we're not careful, that can look like our lives as Christ followers. If someone asks about our relationship with God, we can be like, well, but I'm serving every single weekend and kids. I'm, you know, at my sisterhood group or I'm at my Bible study every single week. And the heart posture for all of us is, no, but do we love God? Do we love worshiping him? Do we love being with him and praying to him and actually going to him with these different things? And I think that's a great thing to write down is do you love him? And what does that look like on a daily basis? What does that look like as a daily thing that we're walking through? And that could be different from day to day. It's not reading your Bible every single day because you're checking a box, but it's reading your Bible because you actually need what's in there. You actually need the sustaining that comes from the word of God. 
And every single relationship in life takes time, takes devotion, takes whatever we're walking through. Lastly, commitment. Um, the first scripture in verse 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I love that last part because it says, apart from him, you can do nothing. That means we can't do anything of any spiritual value without God. We need him to help us with every single thing that we're walking through, whether it's a small thing or it's a bigger thing. And sometimes I think that I try to, I forget this statement a lot because I'm trying to do things on my own. I'm like, man, I know I'm waiting on this, but I have a plan. I have an idea, God. And God's like, no. There's a lot of patience that we need to have, whether it's in a waiting season, because remaining in him means connect, being connected to him. And his will for our lives, not our will for our lives. Even though we might think that our plans are better. But God's are always better. Um, nothing can be done without him, no matter how hard we might try. And I think that all the times, if you think about times, maybe you've tried to figure things out on your own strength. Or try to work things out yourself. You come back to, God, I need you. And actually remaining in that relationship with him and abiding in him, that's what it means. It's going back to him and saying, God, I need you for the smallest of things, but also for the biggest of things. And there's another part to this truth. Um, Philippians 4.13, if you're familiar with this verse, says, for I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I love that they go together. Apart from him, I can do nothing. But through him, I can actually do anything. And so it means that without him, we don't have anything, but actually through him, he can give us all that strength. It means that the situations we walk through in life are not hard because we have God with us. And whether it's something you walk through or maybe it's something that's not familiar, you know, there's a group of people, a table around you, of people who can pick you up when you're weak. And that's what the body of Christ is, is people that are strengthening one another. And as we grow in relationship with him, as we abide in him, these things are possible as we grow and do all these different things. A couple of years ago, I went on a mission trip to El Salvador. And it was actually my first year as a youth pastor, and they sent me on a mission trip with 90 students. It was crazy, yeah. But it was awesome. <laughs> but on that mission trip, we learned a lot about what it looks like to, one, lean on each other, but also what it looks like to have the Holy Spirit, you know, fill in, in any gaps that you don't have. And I think that sometimes we try to figure things out. We try to say, okay, I'm going to try to figure out how to do this or how to, you know, join this group or pray for this person. And seeing students, which I get to see every single week, um, seeing students actually have that faith like a child that God is going to meet their needs and that God is going to heal this person or do all these different things, it really reignites your faith. And I think that's why the Bible talks about childlike faith because there's something different when it comes to children and students. And so I would love to pray for you guys as you go to your groups, but as we remain in him, um, I know that God is going to meet those needs that are in your life, whatever you guys are walking through. And as you go to your table time, I'm going to pray that God would be in these conversations. So God, I pray right now over each and every woman in this room. God, I don't know what they're walking through. I don't know what their needs are. But God, I thank you that you do. And so I thank you that, you know, whatever they're walking through, maybe it's a physical need. Maybe it's a provisional need. Jesus, I pray that you would meet those needs in these women's life. Um, God, I pray that as they walk in faith and remain in you, Jesus, would you meet them? God, as they draw near to you, would you draw near to them? 
I thank you that your word is unchanging and unshakable. And so I pray that these women would hold on to the truth that comes from your word tonight. Jesus, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.